my spidey senses tingling. Really big show. He's the host that somehow can wear taped old glasses and set the New York trend scene, the trend-setting scene, ablaze. He's slim or Hollywood for mannequin. You decide. <laughs> He's the host of the Paper Keg Podcast, episode 252. Welcome to the show. You know, something my father taught me, said many times, I don't follow trends, I set them. You know, it's words to live by. DC Comics, Rebirth. Give it up for them gangsters at paperkeg.com. You know, three associates. We know each other. We talk to each other on chat. Barely. Occasionally. And we get together. We make time. You know, we have family dinners. We get together after those dinners for a podcast. At 10.20 p.m. at night. Yes. 10.20 p.m. This week, we're going to be talking about phase two of Rebirth, and then we'll read your letters live to close out the show. If you've been following along for many years in this show, we have three living hosts. One is dead, but we have three. We have the next best thing, three living hosts. You come into this comics podcast for the insights. You come to one man for that. He's got the talent. He's got a, you know, he looks great. Can we be honest tonight? He looks great. VP of merch. Oh my gosh, it's me. <laughs> VP of social media, you know, social marketing manager. He, he goes by that name. Our Facebook's looking a little thin these days. I'm not sure if it's been updated this year. But man, we had a great run that one couple months period. It was really updated. Dale underscore A, the man behind it all behind this whole thing right. welcome back sure because uh that's what we need is to get the word out on our pad podcast to our followers on facebook that's exactly what our lives need to make it whole and complete so they comment are you trying, are you trying to say you don't you don't want people that care about you you don't want them to know that you do a hit comics podcast with your with your friends uh, they could care less, and they they're most likely not going to listen. They'll they'll reply with some smart alecky response or ask if I've seen Civil War yet. You know they're probably agitated because you want to take their guns away. You're going to come to their house and you're going to take their guns away. Right. Somebody's got to generate these pixelated, very blockly looking pictures to post on and share on Facebook, and that's what I'm doing all day. All right. <laughs> uh, liberal underscore A coming to take your guns away. Mm-hmm. And we have one remaining host. You know, you're, you're, we're talking about comic books. The guns are to protect the common people as a free state. You know? And you come to talk about the comic books. Mm-hmm. You come to hear us talk about them. Let's, let's set the record straight. So you need the authority on the written word. Where else would you go for that than an unpublished writer? Never had his work published before, nope. but that's Jonesy Loves Beer. Welcome back. Thank you. You know, speaking of being a writer, I have been racking my brain. Uh, you know, there's some connective tissue between Mannequin and Mannequin 2 on the move. One being, being the uh, aforementioned Hollywood. Hollywood Montrose. The the department store cannot for the life of me think of what that department oh, come store on, is Jonesy. called. Was it? It was two names, something and something. Right. Prince it, and what? Company. Prince and Company filmed on location uh, in Philadelphia. Wanamaker Building in Philadelphia. Yep. It's now the Macy's. 
probably the most famous movie to come out of Philadelphia besides Rocky, Mannequin and Mannequin 2 on the move. What about the movie Philadelphia? Right. <laughs> or the okay. movie Trading Third Places. Third and fourth most, most famous, okay? <laughs> the sixth sense. So if we could do a, a health update real quick. Dale. Live show producing Dale, health update. Dale, listen, this is, this is unfair. What was so the for, other department for, store in Philadelphia? What's what, that? Who was the ex-girlfriend uh, trying to poach? She was trying to poach him to come oh, to. Oh, God. Um, guys. It wasn't Lord and Taylor, was it? No. No, it's not Lord and Taylor. <sighs> Macy's. Very no. 80 sounding. Illustra. Illustra. <laughs> You're Dale, welcome, America. Without the aid of Google, Dale just has this total recall of all these trivia tidbits. I love it. Fantastic. I'll tell you, this man loses 10 pounds and he looks like he's no. lost 100. Unfair, you know, to all the other calorically challenged men, you know, possibly hosting the show or listening. It is unfair that Dale can look so GD good after a mere two weeks of working out. Not fair. It, just wanted to let the record two show. Two weeks, 10 pounds. Is that is that confirmed? No. Wait. Two weeks, 10 pounds. Congratulations, Dale. Whoa. You did it. Firstly, it's been four or five weeks, Slim. Thank you for paying attention to our private chats. Uh, Two, it may, you just see my head. You guys see my head every week. And believe me, it it just, the fat in there just oozes on down to my big portly (laughs) stomach. It just oozes over my disgusting jeans. My belt's barely holding my pants up. If I could walk around with suspenders, I would. Listen, listen. I'm stepping on the backs of my pants because my, uh, my 44 by 30 pants... My eight and a half wide shoes are stepping on the back of these inseams. You know what Those I mean? Those poor eight and a half wide shoes. They get put through That's a what lot. That's it comes down to. Show sponsor Dale's eight and a half wide child size shoes. Let's get real right now. Yeah. You Let's know, do we're, it. we're getting these live Jonesy show producing health updates. All about mannequin. Let's get mannequin two on the let's move. Let's take it to the next level. Uh, cool. Can we? Hashtag PK5K. Oh man, this We're is... We're going to take it up a notch. Let's talk about it. You know, we got the health updates. We're going strong. Let's put a date on the calendar officially for the PK5K. Let's talk about it. Oh my gosh. This is real life. All right. For all of us. Let's do it. Let's pull up live on the air our calendars... <laughs> Slim and I, Jonesy, don't do that because you don't use yours. So that's fine. You'll forget the day of the PK5K. You will not know when it is. Jonesy will be tasked with picking a day by his wife, and then he'll say he did it. And then in a chain with his wife, it'll be revealed that Jonesy didn't do it and has been lying to us the whole time. Not that that's happened recently in the last few months. <laughs> Guys, you know, for fun. the record, for the record, we did pick a day for that vacation, and we're all going, and I got the Friday off. So, you know. <laughs> Sure. Eat sure. it. Eat it. Eat it. You know, maybe you know, maybe it's the end of the summer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. September. What's everyone's September looking like? Now let me let me preface with I don't you know, my knee is untried on running since uh Bursitis Gate, you know, twenty fifteen. Uh, walk could it, I John. could I possible run a half, walk half? Would that be acceptable terms? I mean you could walk. You could walk the five K as I'm, well. And what's that? Three months? no problem three mile walk yeah let's pick it let's do it the weekend we're away let's do it like that saturday morning you know it's funny you mention that because there's a 5k that sunday there you go oh my god in august yeah so there it is T- august what, 14th what, official what listen let's order the pk tank tops <laughs> and we'll walk as a team or run in slim's case and dale's case more likely this is it pk 5k ocean city is Ocean City ready for this? Mm, I'm ready. Dale, Dale, Dale is ready to just unplug that Mac and throw out the window right now. Just run. No, not. Look at that face. No, You're t- ready to pull out. I'll tell you That's what. It's a pull out face. I'll wear my uh, martial arts uh, shirt to represent my school, and maybe I can get uh, some other people to come out. I'll ask at uh, the, my next class. So I'm going to sign up for a, you know 5K. Anybody want to come? We're going to have to test that knee out, Jonesy. Yeah. Ahead of time. I can snap kick the H out of it. I'll tell you that. 
but bursitis yeah, kick risky. Yeah, the bursitis <laughs> kick is uh, you know, a quick anecdote. I can't really get the knee up that high compared to the right kick. So uh, my Sufo and I developed a kick where I would go for the shin and drag down the shin with the heel. It's pretty oh uh, pretty nasty if connected. I think. I tell you, my uh, my uh, the last faux K that I ran with uh, Slim at the Amish Park. I tell you, by the end of that thing, it felt like I had been walking on broke, walking on broken glass. So, and then I had to walk several miles in Dutch Wonderland with my kids. So Dutch I Wonderland. am going to be, so I'm going to be troubleshooting that castle wall. Uh, my feet, but uh, yes, I am in. This is the last day of vacation. And that's going to kind of be stinky, but let's do I don't it. I think so. Well, I mean, if we get up early. You know, get we some shower up when we get back. Tentative agreement, the PK5K, Ocean City, mid-August. Right. August 14th. Get ready. <laughs> August 14th. It's official. Mm. It's two months away. Do it. All right. Let's do it. There you have it. Should we get into rebirth phase two? Mm. We're getting now into the PK now health phase two is what we're doing. Oh my God. We're on phase 10 right now. <laughs> We jumped everything in between. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it is now. Dale, you All cannot right. sound more nonplussed about this 5K than you than you do right it's now. It's not the 5K. It's hour third. It's minute 30 of the health update. We got to get rolling. <laughs> this is going to get heavily edited. It's going to sound so smooth. Oh, okay. All yeah. this crispy editing will have happened by now. Rebirth phase two. Let's get into it. We last week, the numbers are in through the roof for that episode. Yes. The DC fans coming out in droves, out of the woodwork. You know, they're coming out of the bush mm-hmm. like they haven't seen sunlight in, in many moons. And, and they're, they're touched by what we did last week. So let's keep it up. Yes. Rebirth phase two. Still you know for seconds. Because they're getting, the this is my continuity. I'm getting my continuity back. That's, that's yeah, the that's rallying call, the rallying cry. Yeah. You know? Uh, now what what's happening? Phase two, Jonesy. Do you have a listing of the books that we're going to talk about for this book club? That four you wanna... four books. All right, we have uh, Action Comics returning to its original numbering at nine fifty seven, uh, featuring Superman of uh, pre Flashpoint. Uh, we have Aquaman Rebirth, The Flash Rebirth, and Wonder Woman Rebirth. Uh, you know, just a note: Wonder Woman, uh, read by show favorite Greg Rucka. Returning to DC writing duties. So what is that? You know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we'll, we'll go in alphabetical order. We'll take on Action Comics 957. This is the Superman book that last week's Superman issue number one should have been. That, to to reiterate, last week's Superman issue, Gen Z uh, unzipped his pants <laughs> and then spread eagled on his iPad that was showing that Superman comic book. He might uh, as well... Post 5K, taking that issue and just smeared it all up around inside of there. I mean, because that's what exactly what happened. Just threw that issue on the boardwalk and let the wind. <laughs> so just to reiterate, terrible issue of Superman. Terrible issue. If I had a cockatoo, I would have lined its cage with the pages of Superman Rebirth number one. So here we are, Action Comics. Action Comics. Incredible. Incre- this is the Superman first issue that I deserved. What's what's, what's happening in, in the world of Action Comics compared to what transpired last week? Maybe we won't so, talk about what last week was, but... You know, a crime transpires in, in Metropolis, as it often does. The people are, you know, asking, begging for a hero, if you will, you know? Mm. Uh, into Frame... You know, drops down the blue suit, the this electric Superman shield. I'm your new Superman. Bam. Next panel, Lex Luthor. You know, Lex, you know, in this uh this amalgam uh of New Fifty Two and uh pre Flashpoint kind of married continuity, Lex Luthor is not a bad is not known as a bad guy. You know, still well liked by the public. You know, there's no, you know, there's no grudge match between the heroes of the world and Lex, so he's quite welcomed by the public in this issue. 
and only one person knows whether he's a bad egg, and that's pre-Flashpoint New 52 Superman. You know, bearded out, moving his family into this little cozy home, you know, trying to see, teach his son, his, son, his son John some important lessons about what it means to be super. I mean, great father-son moments in this book. And sh- showing his humanity, even though he knows it's a better decision to stay hidden, he can't very well let Lex Luthor unleashed onto the world. Puts that super suit on, takes a shard of glass, super shaves with his heat vision, throws that chunk of glass away, gets into the super suit, flashes the Metropolis, squares off against Lex Luthor, Alter reveal, post-52, post-Flashpoint, Doomsday. I mean... Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Page Sorry, spoilers. FYI. Whatever, you know. <laughs> Fantastic first issue. Got Had heart. Had amazing art. Had great Superman beats, as it were. I mean, just all around amazing first issue. The, My two cents. Uh, the th- what was so cool about it is the the public at large they think um Lex Luthor is a hero. They're going to prop him up. They're ready for a Superman replacement because poor uh, Flash post Flashpoint Superman died. So they're ready like so they don't know who to believe. They're like who is this imposter and Lex Luthor's like you may say you're Superman, but you're not Superman. He's dead and and Lex Luthor knows because he's Lex Luthor. He knows he's dead. So, like, who is this character who's older, more mature, yeah, but freshly shorn beard, but's going to stand in his way? And the public is just like, whoa, who's this guy? And these two Supermen are going to fight. I, it was a cool dynamic. Uh, last week, I may have shown disinterest in the fact that this uh, action comics may be about Lex Luthor Superman, but the, this dynamic works for me big time. I mean, how cinematic was that? Lex Luthor in a super suit, you know, cape is flapping. He's got a press conference. Hey, I'm your new savior. And then, like, pan to the right. And then in the background, ominously, also cape flapping, is this other Superman. It's like, uh uh-uh, papi. You know? Mm. I mean, amazing. I I saw it all in my head as, like, an HBO animated series. My word. Mm. Pretty in-depth. Mm-hmm. Yep, loved it. And the, I hate Superman, so what does that tell you? The choice for Jan Jurgens mm. on writing, to be to be quite frank, I thought it was a bad move at first. I was like, what's Dan Jurgens going to bring mm-hmm. to this title that maybe some young, hungry, you know, male or female couldn't? Right. And uh, I thought it was actually pretty good. The... I'm wondering if Superman will play a role in this series going forward or if he's just kind of in it to set the stage for Lex. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I thought, yeah, I thought it was really well done. I was, they th- they th- I feel like they did throw a lot at you, like Clark Kent showed up out of nowhere yeah, spoilers. in this issue as well. I, spoilers. I, want, I wondered if maybe they couldn't have yeah. held that for another issue. Like, let's slow down. Let's just concentrate on Superman and Lex for this issue. And then on top of that... They had the spoilerific reveal from Jonesy at the end where Doomsday showed up. So I felt like it, there was a lot, and so much so yeah. that the the Lois Clark decision for him to put the costume <laughs> on was maybe a half page. Yeah, like their discussion <laughs> didn't lend itself to like let's okay let's make this a big moment where I decide to put the costume back on. And he's like, Lois, this is what we talked about. Gotta go. Bye. And then that was it. But I love the the frantic nature of that because it was like, he's a, like trying to be this responsible father, but he's so filled with human like faults. Like, like this guy is evil. I have to go. You know, but I, I have to go you've now. been in hiding for five years. I feel like maybe the conversation would have lasted a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah All right. I mean, it's a comic book, right? So it's gonna they're gonna make some decisions to move the story along. But like, just thinking about this family dynamic now, they have this eight year old son. You're not gonna like break it down for him. Try to explain. He seems like a smart kid, and he knows you're Superman. Mm-hmm. But you have this added layer of uh, uh, an issue when it comes. Like before, you make any hasty decisions. <laughs> 
you want to think about Lois and your son now. It was like, and it was, you're right, it was like half a page. But it's yeah. Lex Luthor, so he's got to go. He's got to go do his thing. And I don't, I don't know much about, uh, you know, new Fifty Two Luthor. I can't imagine he's, uh, you know, an apple that's too far from the tree. But from what I can see in this issue, maybe he's not such a bad guy. So that's interesting. Gotta read uh, they, there's an exchange between Lois and Clark, where she's pretty much like, "But you vetted this guy, you know, what, you know, behind the scenes." Uh-huh. And you even said that he had no trace of the old Lex Luthor, but <clears throat> once again, I thought that was a very human reaction. Be like, even though I know on paper this guy is good, there's just something in my gut that says I can't stand here and, and let this happen. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the one last thing I wanted to talk about was the new design for the Superman costume where he doesn't have the red boots anymore even. He just kind of has the red. Oh, yeah, yeah calf line so he's technically got blue boots or maybe no boots it's just one bodysuit i thought that was interesting and he's still got a little squirrely little belt yeah gotta get that belt in there (laughs) aquaman rebirth number one so the lord of the seas aquaman you know uh establishes a embassy off the coast of maine maybe maybe massachusetts Massachusetts, and uh, that poses a lot of problems, not necessarily for the humans, because they generally neglect uh, the fact that there's an entire nation of people under the waves, mm-hmm. uh, and Aquaman, you know, always kind of, and acknowledged as this kind of misunderstood, um, not only misunderstood, but like non-impressible member of the Justice League, you know, all the public knows is, hey, he talks to fish. And we see the opposite. And which at any given point, his people, you know, his Atlanteans are wanting to rebel against him and just whitewash the surface. You know, they're tired of the surface world polluting the ocean. They're tired of, you know, generally being mistreated altogether by the people on the surface. So they're like, hey, we can live forever down here. You know, we should basically just get rid of all the surface dwellers. And what I thought was the most interesting part about the book is there's only one dude that's really stopping that from happening, and it's Aquaman. So how do you make somebody uh, cool again or cool for the first time, and how do you make that character important? And as a first issue, I think they made Aquaman a true, not anti-hero, but... He's not a superhero. He's a he's a a national leader, and he's juggling to keep both his pe- his people safe and his enemies quote unquote enemies safe on the surface world. Uh, almost a political thriller, I thought. And Aquaman number one once again, compared to the previous week, such a strong offering with Aquaman number one. And uh, I mean, just to let you know, if you don't listen to the show. Uh, I'm giving praise to both a Superman book and an Aquaman book literally within two minutes of each other. So, I mean, this is a first for me. This is my rebirth. I actually did not enjoy this Aquaman issue. I, I felt like it's an impossible task to beat the New 52 Aquaman number one, which mm-hmm. I think Geoff Johns wrote. Yes, he did. And was... I feel like was a perfect Aquaman book for people that don't like Aquaman. It poked fun at him, which oddly this issue even tried to do a little bit or like almost homage to the new 52 issue. Number one, where he's like talking about, he doesn't really talk to fish. He just compels them to do things. And then he goes back into that diner. That was the same diner from the new 52 first issue. Um, I, 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 I was reading this and I was like thinking to myself, man, like I wonder how often someone does an Aquaman story where they have to talk about how much water is on the earth. And like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like is that every other Aquaman issue where you have to tell me how much water is on the earth? Dude, you, you just nailed it. Like the issue is fine for me, but this, I feel like the setup, especially for Aquaman, I feel like every monologue in every issue is probably two thirds of the earth is covered in water. It's his domain down there, seven miles, 
two and a half miles is the average. Like, okay, yeah, we, okay. Like, I feel like that was just a lot. And But I like the politics involved in it, like Jonesy said. But I feel like you're, like, the dra- dramatizing of the buildup of how you have to, like, build up Aquaman in sort of a monologue and to remind people about how, like, powerful he is or how much, like, water he can hold in in a manner of speaking is uh is probably got to be frustrating because there's only so many ways you can say it yeah you know and he orders chowder like that's his favorite thing to eat chowder yeah it's weird it's weird it wasn't well explained in this issue as opposed to the new 52 one that's good i feel like maybe this this maybe won't well at least in, in my personal opinion won't sway non Aquaman fans as well as the new 52 issue did. So that's not to say this is maybe a bad issue for most people, but it wasn't, it's not going to sway me or pull me in this time around. The last two pages though, with the, the, the black Manta or the new black Manta, that was cool enough. Cause I don't really know anything about black Manta, but it's supposed to be like his brother or something, right? Black Manta. Is it? I didn't know. Yeah. Next week, detective comics, nine thirty four. So massive that we need to take two weeks to digest it. <laughs> too hot. Too hot too for hot. Dale and Jonesy to read <laughs> for this week. Definitely. So next week. Definitely the reason uh, and not because we missed it. <laughs> definitely the reason. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving forward, we won't dwell on things. Oh, it's not what we do here. We don't dwell on mistakes that we've made. We move forward. I mean, honestly, our method is to blame any mistake on me to begin with. (laughs) Sure. And then at that point, we move on to the next, you know, phase of paper cake history, I feel. It's it's served us well for five years. Why change now? Yeah. Non-voting shares. Rebirth number one, The Flash. (laughs) It was at the beginning of all this. The Flash point. Jonesy, what's happening in Flash Rebirth number one? So Barry Allen... He is the fastest man alive. He is the Flash. He is a crime scene investigator currently embroiled in a case that reminds him a lot of his mother's death. Uh, Hang on one second. It was the correction of that, uh, you know, his mother's death that spun the Flashpoint, the New 52, into existence. So it's a nice callback, uh, per se, of, uh, of how we got here. And um, it's a great introduction to Barry Allen. And I found that it very closely resembles the Flash TV show universe. And I don't know if that's because that's all I know and it mimics the comics or it's the comics mimicking the TV show, but I loved it. We finally get the next moment after a scene in... DC Rebirth, which is Wally West is home. And they kind of have this great um, exchange about the Speed Force. And what I didn't know, because I didn't read a lot of New 52, is the Speed Force is very different. And the understanding of the Speed Force is very different in the New 52 than it was in the previous universe. And I feel like that's going to come home to roost uh, pretty good here as we explain how the the new new 52 the post whatever we're calling it uh the old continuity with the new 52 spin when that you know comes out i think the speed force is going to have like a lot to do with it and maybe the me of five years ago would have said who cares about the speed force but i really do kind of care what it means now and i'm sitting here realizing that i just like to Superman book, an Aquaman book, and a Flash book all in mm-hmm. one week, and it's a little unsettling. It's a shame Grant Morrison didn't write any of these because I'd love to hear your opinion on his one of his books. Yeah, okay. Arch Nemesis Gmo. You know what I would have loved at the end of DC Universe Rebirth is to be continued in Flash Rebirth number one or whatever you want to call it because I asked like at the yeah. end of DC Universe, like where's what's where, where do I read to continue this? And as far as I can remember, yeah. there was no, you know, to find out more, pick up Flash Rebirth number one, which I thought would have would have been a cool idea, like the olden days, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it would have been logical. Definitely, yeah. But I, I really enjoyed this this Flash issue. And yeah. drawn by our old buddy, Carmine D. Giandomenico, mm-hmm. artist of Punisher Warzone, Greg Rucka's wrap-up to this Ooh. Punisher run. That's where I knew it from. I thought maybe he did some Spider-Man issues. He still may have, but okay. Mm-hmm. Guys, remember when we first started Rucka Keg and that was the reason to read that run? Can we just have a moment of silence for Rucka Keg? <laughs> mm, yeah, Greg. Uh-huh. The, the I mean, it, it was fantastic, this issue. I really liked it. A moment, guys. What, was, what is Wally West's job? The only Flash I know of is crime scene investigator Flash. What, do, does anyone know what the other Flash's jobs were? Um, reporter for major metropolitan newspaper. I feel like that was Kyle Rayner of Green Lantern was the cartoonist. Yeah, he was a cartoonist. How about that, guys? Just I just dropped some DC knowledge on you. I, I, I if, if I had one negative of this issue, I would have preferred more fleshing out of Flash remembering kid flash like if if this is my first introduction to flash you know i have no understanding of what made him remember kid flash or the emotional impact of him remembering kid flash it felt like it kind of just happened and i felt like Mm -hmm. the the emotion was more in dc universe rebirth than flash's own title yeah i agree and i think part of it is i think the emotional impact in this issue Everyone is either relying on you to read Rebirth or relying on you to understand this years of relationship that happened, mm-hmm. you know, six plus years ago, which, you know, as a reader, I, don't, I didn't have. So had I not read Rebirth issue one, I probably would have been like, well, what, you know, why does this even matter to me? But I mean, I, it was a callback. I, I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. it, definitely a flaw, like. I don't think a first issue should have to really rely on a story they're not telling. So I can see your point. Although I thought it was a great issue all around because I did have that prior knowledge. If I were Joe Blow, 14 years old, coming in off the street, I want to read Flash Rebirth number one because he's my favorite TV show character. I would have been like, uh, what, you know, what is this? You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the stuff, with uh, him and Bruce, that was cool. I never really get to see uh, Bruce and Barry kind of palling around together, and they're analyzing the Watchman smiley face pin, which was super interesting because they're definitely going to treat this as like a piece of evidence rather than like we got into it. Uh, we started talking about it a lot last week. Was it just symbolism? But they're really going to treat this as you know a piece of evidence that they're going to try to track down and figure out what's going on. And even then they added more color to how it got there. They specifically mentioned that like when kid flash disappeared, it appeared in Bruce's wall, like the pin. That was uh, something that I don't even think they said in DC universe. Did you catch that line? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at it now because we were wondering yeah. last week, was it there the whole time? Was it there forever? Why didn't Bruce notice it ever before? Like, why did Dr. Manhattan put it there? But they kind of make it sound like it happened right after Kid Flash vanished from the cave. Yeah, his lightning embedded a smiley face button within the wall of the back cave as the man vanished. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I'm more excited about um, this Flash than New 52 Flash, even though New 52 Flash had um, Francis Manipal, you know, doing his kind of... you know, beautiful, crazy mm-hmm. art. I wonder what he's doing these days, actually. Or if he has a title coming out. Mm, I don't know. Um, hard to keep up. Greg Rucka, Wonder Woman, Rebirth, number one. It's going to be hard to top New 52 Wonder Woman, but what's happening in in this version, Jonesy? So Wonder Woman uh, is a goddess, you know? <clears throat> She's more than a... Sorry, so let me have to edit that out. Uh, she's more than a superhero. In fact, I would even say superheroine is just one facet of this much bigger thing that Wonder Woman is. And I don't think I've ever really understood that as much as I did in this first issue. Greg Rucka 
is an amazing talent and always brings this fresh pair of eyes to any event I think that he works on and any kind of flagship title. He doesn't really give you anything cookie cutter or what you would expect. So Wonder Woman, you know, we have this perspective of Wally West going back, changing the time stream, you know, all these external things happening, right? All the stuff that we're watching as a third person. So instead in this title, as the reader, we are Wonder Woman. And as a as a, a god, essentially, we understand that there's a larger universe and it's messing with her mind. Because she has these extra senses or whatever you want to call it, she realized that there's somebody out there changing her story and her memories. And because she's so powerful, she recognizes this fact. So Grucka lays out these these panels and these pages that says, is my, is my origin this or is it this or is it this third path? Because I can remember all three. And you're like, whoa, this is, you know, she's not Superman. She's not Batman. She's something on a different level. And I don't think you get that a lot in Wonder Woman. And I was blown away by it. Absolutely blown away. So in the new 52, uh, and you know, basically the plot of the first issue is this. In a new 52, she had taken over as the God of War. And for some reason, she doesn't have her God of War powers. And that, that's probably connected with this uh, reshaping in the universe. And she looks at her uniform and she's like, this is, none of, none of this is right. Somebody is toying with me. And her first inclination is it's got to be another god because who else could have the power to do this to me so she ditches uh her you know new 52 uniform assembles her own you know mismatched suit of ar- like wonder woman armor which looks amazing it was like movie it was movie like oh my god felt like it was right out of the movie actually it, it was amazing amazing reveal amazing panel and she basically teleports i don't know if that's power she has or whatever uh you know, she's getting her, she puts the lasso of truth on herself, which I don't think I've ever seen before, but is amazing. And she forces herself to tell her the truth and she kind of gets these hints as to what's going on, you know, for the reader. Once again, we are Wonder Woman in this scenario. And then she's like, I'm going to Olympus and I'm going to figure this S out. And Olympus is a wasteland and we don't know why. And everything is out to basically kill her. And she's basically like, hey, I'm the God of War. Knock it off. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get you anyway. So it's like Greg Rucka. He sets up these mysteries. Who's changing her origin? Why is she not the God of War anymore? You know, who exactly is pulling the strings behind Wonder Woman? Find out next issue. I mean, Greg Rucka is a master. And we are seeing some of his best work in Wonder Woman. That's four out of four that I just had high <laughs> praise you're, for. You're on a of, roll, of my friend. Characters that I could probably forget about tomorrow before I read this week's offerings. Um, I think, I mean, usually <laughs> I enjoy Jonesy helping me along. And as Jonesy was just revealing the plot to the book, I was like rereading it because I uh, think, I mean, if it wasn't, I, the only thing for me was uh, it was a little too abstract for me. Uh oh. Like I couldn't, Uh-oh. I Hold couldn't on. figure can out. We get, what you can we, can we conference in Greg Rucka right now just to, to have him? I mean, this is, this is wild stuff. Greg, I'm sorry. Wild. I mean, I, I'm still interested, but the, the identity crisis wild. that she was experiencing, I was just too, Confused, I wasn't grounded enough. Like I couldn't figure out mm-hmm. that. I, sh- I understand. I I agree that there was some some strange. Uh, it's it's hard to explain these some of these zero issues. They're I mean I call them zero issues because they're not really the first issue of the series. They're just rebirth number one. Right. They're just one shot. So the real deal is next month for for all these. And this is like this issue is kind of almost like a webisode before the first episode mm-hmm. of a show where they try to like throw some things at you to get you interested. And I, th- I agree. The, the issue, I don't think I, I, it's not the best foot forward for a lot of these books. 
and I don't know how this fit into the planning of like you get to do the new X series, but hold on, we needed to get a little taste of it in this rebirth issue. So figure that out. Yeah, because I think next month Wonder Woman's going to have Wonder Woman's going to be bi monthly, and they're going to follow this story where she goes to Olympus. But then they're also he's Ruck is also doing a year one story where like with like young Wonder Woman I think drawn by a different artist. So you're going to get two different storylines going on at the same time. Is that going to be in the same book? Like two different? You know, I'm not sure actually. But um, but you were you were, yeah. The webisode was perfect because it's just like it was like an inward look into her. It wasn't anything that that like this issue could exist at any point in time in between any other two issues. Mm-hmm. And that was and yeah, it was just like it was r- good. And she's having some sort of crisis, like uh, who she is. But I, I couldn't, like what Jonesy pulled out of it was she knew something was manipulating her past, I guess. But I didn't get that. Like that wasn't concrete enough for me. It was, I mean, but it was a good episode, a good issue. And the, I mean, the art in both, like I wonder if that's why they did the two different artists because they're setting you up for the series too or i mean i guess if they go bi-monthly it would make more sense if they were splitting the issue because it's essentially you know a full issue for each story at the end of one month so maybe that's how they get mm-hmm. you i don't know but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see uh who's pulling the strings i think i remember hearing something news stories about like one Woman's twin sister or sister was gonna play a role in the series or so maybe it's not watchman related but that would make sense really um but I, I i the wonder woman azarello run will, will be hard to top a lot of people mm. you know would die over that series that was so good can i can i give you my jonesy babe prediction we read that wonder woman we read that no i don't think we ever did i think i stopped after one <laughs> i stopped after a certain issue at like issue 11 or something that just rubbed me the wrong way and mm-hmm. i swore off the series oh really. yeah i think i remember that it was you know azarello is an amazing writer but he some issues he this is like totally unrelated i don't know why i remember but he, he writes certain issues in like weird english dialect in all yeah. his remember his some of his first like spaceman was like that oh I think yeah Hunter bullets had a few issues like that where it's like so hard to penetrate Mm-hmm. But there was just one Wonder Woman issue that I was just so turned off by that I was like, I'm <laughs> taking a break. What's your What's your bad prediction, Gen Z? It's gonna. It's I mean, totally not right. But for some reason, Damien, yeah, Damien is actually pulling the strings in the Wonder Woman universe. I thought that maybe, and this is just an inkling, that this will end. You know, when we get to the end of Rebirth, that maybe Doc Manhattan thought Wonder Woman could be like the perfect mate. You know, like he couldn't bring himself to love anything in his old universe and he was trying to manipulate wonder woman to like go for him but she's wonder woman so instead she's going to be the one to bring him down i don't know that's just that like a nugget I that still, I you're, had. you're pulling there that's a i pull. know pulling i know that manhattan thong really hard <laughs> i i still can't even believe those that two women fell in love with dr manhattan like the yeah the, well, one I guess post legit Manhattan, but like that guy has zero personality. What 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 do you find attractive about a man with that has is it essentially Vision or a robot? I Did think you Vision see the movie because it was obvious. His <laughs> well, mandible he was never full masked in that movie, so who knows? Well, but he did have. You're saying he's a shower, not a grower. He had personality before he figured out all he could do and what he could find himself getting into. I think he still had some humanity left. I don't know. And he I was mean, I wooing. guess I can see, I can see the opposite of someone being so attracted to, you know, a member of the opposite sex that maybe was a, a 10, but personality wise was like a four. They're just going to try to make it work or three, maybe, or you know, two, let's be honest. Yeah. But maybe they just try to make it work. He was ripped. I will give, I will give you that super ripped. Just astonishingly ripped. Like I'm, you know, it's not fair. Pushing my hands like on the outside of his rippling pecs uh-huh. right now, like the bat suit or whatever movie that was when that happened. Uh, if this were, returns, uh, I think, if this were City of Angels, uh, Nick Cage would be asking us to describe the feeling of his rock hard abs to him because he can't do it because he can't feel because he's an angel. 
<laughs> and I look forever to touch you. Because I know that it feels all right. I don't know if those are the words, so. Sorry. Yeah, Rebirth. Just to know you're Dale's just on oh that God. path on the, with the bike with his hands up. Trying to see if I can plug in again, or if I'm just gonna add this music in afterward. Add it in post. That's what all the the big productions do, right? <coughs> add things yeah. in post. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Uh, that was let. That was rebirth phase two. Are we doing a phase three? I guess we have to since <laughs> my house didn't read Detective Comics 934. E, whoops. Yeah. But uh, letters at paperkeg.com. You want to shoot us a letter, we might read it on the era. Uh, our first letter uh, from friend of the show at Top 5 Bananas. He writes, uh, subject overrated. So now be aware this letter you know, might that's be enough. Pulled. I'm going to stick up for Jonesy right now. That That's enough, Top 5 Bananas. <laughs> Jonesy's a member of this team. Okay. Uh, just, you know, a second-class member. Let's be real. Uh, so maybe a polarizing letter. I don't know. Okay? He writes, Hey, fellas. Uh, I want to start with some praise for you guys. With Rebirth coming out, Geoff Johns is on the tip of everyone's tongue, and as always, it seems that no one has a single unkind thing to say about him. Everyone acts like he is God's gift to comics and can do no wrong. I'm going to start reading it in the attitude that I think this letter was written in. One podcast I listened to last week had the host spend over 30 minutes hard-stroking John's uh, ego. This brings me to my praise for you. Mm. One of the reasons I love your show so much is that you guys never seem afraid to speak your minds. I mean, Jonesy, I hated uh, every book last week, too. Uh, I paraphrase for him. Uh, you are honest at all times and never treat any creator, except maybe Romendo, as though they are untouchable. You are always willing to point out flaws and critic openly, and this is one of the many reasons you are far and away the greatest comics podcast around. Thank you. That's him saying thank you, not me. Thank you myself. Uh, this brings me to my question. Who is the one writer and one artist that is highly praised and loved by all, that you can't seem to get on board with. Uh, for me, it's probably these two. Writer, J. Off Johns. I've tried many times to get into his work, but just haven't been uh, or found anything that grabs me. Uh, Flash Rebirth didn't do it. Neither the Green Lantern Rebirth. Recently read Batman Year One and thought it was mediocre Batman story at best. Artist Dale, if you just want to tune out real quick. Artist, yeah, he says, Umberto Ramos. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the original run of Runaways is one of my favorite comics, and even though the story dipped, I continue to read volume two. But when Ramos took over on art, I found it dreadful and had to drop it. Admittedly, I haven't read much else with his artwork, but this combined with his awful Wolverine were too much for me. Mm. Ooh, can you suggest anything by either of these creators that uh, I should go back and try? See if I am missing something. Take care. Keep up the great work. Top five bananas. Uh, Grant Morrison doesn't do it for me. To answer your first question, uh, Dale, what Umberto stories would change top five's mind? I don't know. I mean, I'm just super... I For Umberto... Umberto and Spider-Man for me is just goes hand in hand. So if you want to pick up any of uh, Umberto's work on Spider-Man, uh, the what Superior Spider-Man he did most of the run. He did runs. He did several runs and amazing before and uh, after I think uh, Superior Spider-Man. And if you go way back to uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man, I believe he did. Or Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. I can't remember which one that was. But yeah, he's, I mean, but if he's not your if he's not your deal, he's not your deal. You know, like mm-hmm. Jeff Johns, I was I would recommend um, Green Lantern. But if he's not your if he's not your deal, he's not your deal. Not your bag. Yeah. People do give Geoff kind of almost like an untouchable banner in comics, which is and even it's starting to be in like the movies. Like I read them talk about how they're offloading some of the movie responsibility to Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. But 
they never mentioned that. Wasn't he like in charge of the Green Lantern movie? Yeah. I thought he was too, but I thought I thought he had like almost creative control over that movie, and that movie was not great. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. There's the that unbridled movie? fear we're known for. Unbridled uh, or fearless attitude. <laughs> 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 You're first. not going to get the opinion that the Green Lantern movie was not great from other podcasts, okay? <laughs> That's right. We Only put it we're all brave out enough. There on the line. Put it all out there. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Grant Morrison too. I mean, yeah. Guy had like one great comic. Maybe Jonathan Gell everybody's still on his D. Oh my lord. Sorry, I wouldn't even have me. said that maybe five years ago, Jonesy, in my younger days. That is scandalous. <laughs> Scandal. From what you know, what I will say, I love his what Batman was the and Robin w- run. What was the one good book he had twenty years ago? I don't, yeah, obviously, this was that was just a polarizing statement made out of passion. I have no facts to back it up, Slim. Got to call me to the carpet. <laughs> I will say his Batman name, and Robin run. Name, name, I enjoyed. I will say that. <laughs> Grant Morrison wiki. Let's pull this up here. We'll see what other books Jonesy thinks are trash. From Grant Morrison. We Three. Do you remember that book? Great book. Hmm. Invisibles we wanted to do several times, but for some reason we've never done it. Uh, All-Star Superman. Polarizing book. Your thoughts, Jones, the All-Star Superman. I think I liked it. New X-Men. New X-Men? Trash. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) Flex Mentalo. Oh my God! Worst Ooh. garbage ever made by a person ever in this life. Oh my God! We need to we need to move on. We can't dwell on yeah, this feelings. Is, it's <laughs> negativity. Mo, this is like shock jock Howard Stern <laughs> podcast. I just you know what I do want to apologize to Catcher for that Flex Mentalo comment because I know he's a huge fan and I love that guy enough to look beyond my own shock jockitude and say I'm sorry <laughs> I said that about your favorite book, Catcher. But it's garbage. Mm. I can't uh, think of any artists right now. I know they're out there. You know. Yeah. They exist. Yeah. Um, next up, from Troy to the Max Extreme. As I was on a two-week vacation in Vegas, not bragging, I fell behind with your wonderful program. Even though I didn't strike it rich, I was elated to know that one of my favorite podcasts just waiting for me when I ha- had... Just waiting for me when I had to go back to the old grind. And not just one episode, but two. Now that's some kimono parting excitement right there. Also, while on the plane ride to Las Vegas, I caught up a bit with my read pile. And boy, did I not disappoint myself. I finished out Slam Dot's Silver Surfer run Hmm. with the incredible Mike Allred, as well as started Mark Wade's Daredevil run that I've been meaning to get to. By the time I landed, I had my kimono parted pulled back into a high pony and was dancing around Buffalo Bill style with joy. <laughs> what great reads. Also wanted to thank you guys for the amazing message you sent me, JT3K and Chelsea Danger for our 100th episode. This is why you fellas are some of the greats. You guys were on point with my last letter as well as the talking keg, keg episode idea. It's one of those hair-brained ideas that makes sense in your head but as soon as you're typing it out realize it is dumb AF and lose and lose stream mid paragraph. That's what you get for emailing under the influence and over the legal lim- limit. Also, congrats to you guys on reaching a milestone 250. As you read this, you've reached your dream of doing 253 <laughs> episodes of a podcast. So now you can all pull those kimonos back into a high pony and celebrate <laughs> with our without with our without the pud tuckage. Ooh. <laughs> polarizing uh. sorry for being a little long in the tooth but it's great to be caught up with paper keg and to have some chums like you cheers at troy to the max on twitter we uh we did do a, a nice little rejoinder for the 100th uh, episode we did and uh i realized upon listening back to that episode that i i don't think i quite put together that chelsea danger and t-max were married and of course i dropped a divorce nugget and to my one and only time on the show, so I apologize. Mm. Please don't get divorced based on my recommendation. <laughs> don't listen to him. Yeah. Obviously not the authority. Talk with your therapist or your local 
you know, priest at your church before you make any decisions, you know, mm-hmm. talk with the Lord. Yeah. If you need to do that, just Catech- don't the, the catechisms across the board categorically. Don't take any advice I give you. That's my only <laughs> probably good advice. Uh, Our last letter. Oh, one more letter. Still got some tape. Uh, from, 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 friend of the show, at Under an Anchor on the Twitterverse. Uh, he writes, hashtag Under an Anchor Reco. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, just popping in with a listener lightning round, Krakow. Uh, book club recommendation. Does that get me any extra sentences or two? Uh, in any case, I'll try to keep it short. The Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot, hardcover edition by Frank Miller. Uh, Jeff Darrow with remastered colors by Dave Stewart. I dare you, nay, double dog dare you, not to screenshot every single panel in this book. Only three issues to consume here might make for a nice palate cleanser, and the oversized recolored Darrow art coupled with Miller's tongue-in-cheek writing makes for an absolute delight. Did I mention it's from Dark Horse? And an oversized hardcover. Dale, I'm looking at you, babe. Uh, lastly, I really enjoyed the Five Fists of Science episode. I had no idea that that book existed and now can't wait to get my hands on it. It's episodes like that that have helped me expand my library and shape my taste as a comic reader. Just one more reason to love the show. Thanks again, guys. That's signed at Under an Anchor on the Twitter. Go check him out. That, uh, I mean, that Dark Horse can do a hardcover right. <laughs> No. So right. How many hardcovers do you think you have in your basement right now? <laughs> I don't have path. Oh, I don't know. I mean, talk, maybe uh, yeah. Talk 70? like nobody's listening. Dance like nobody's watching. Talk about these hardcovers. Pull that kimono into a high pony. I'm. I want to go say uh, seventy. Seventy hardcovers. Can I? Maybe. Can I? Probably. Maybe. You know. Typical Gen Z. Wrong factor. But I think you might have triple digits in that basement. Get out of here, Jonesy. Math has returned to the show. Triple digits. Now I have. Now I have to count and have a head count for next week. People ask me, Slim, how many hardcovers do you think Dale has? I'm gonna say 104. Jesus. 104. You heard it here first. Yeah. Dale, I mean, if we're, not as long as we're not counting the fourth edition D and D books that I have a ton of, and I've are they two hardbound or no? They are, but they shouldn't count in this. I disagree. They're hardcover. You know. Listen, I just want to point out we're now two months away from the hashtag PK five K happening in Ocean City. This is big. While flexing, I just twisted my shoulder. Breaking news, Jonesy's out of the PK5K. Next week, Rebirth Phase 3, question mark? be a nice surprise if this uh, proposed phase three is only Detective Comics and one more book that came out this week I hope it's good 10 minutes show you know you know maybe one of these weeks we we do a movie app we haven't done a movie app in a while what's on the dock what can people expect to to hear about I just just brought it up live this second Jonesy, you need to not drink coffee right before we record ever again. I feel great. I feel like I might go bench press a tiger and a live oh, tiger. Oh, my word. Jonesy's producer, producer Gambit 
just expands the amount of coffee he drinks mm-hmm. before the show. I gotta, put, I gotta put a ratio to it. You know what the gamut is. Get the Gen Z math advocate it back up. He's like, if we're in a pre-sales meeting, he would be the salesman and we'd be the two engineers and he'd be just promising the customer things. And we'd be just like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, we can't do that, but okay. And I'd, I'd be like, guys, you want the account or not? <laughs> what a show. Great show. Wing Fantastic Kong. show. Fantastic show. Caliber yeah. of letters lately has been off the charts, I think. Mm-hmm. Love listener lightning rounds, not gonna lie. I don't I care like who that's knows a, it. Been a healthy percentage of our letters. Which lately. I love. Which yeah, I it's love. cool that people are reporting in with what they're uh, reading, especially in, in lieu of any sort of a round table books that we may or may not be doing anymore, you know? <laughs> not we're not doing. Other than these rebirth. There's no may or may not be about it. Yeah. You know what I think the um so the past two episodes we've had uh, a variety of uh, disagreements on the book I think it's because for our roundtable episodes we would naturally gravitate towards books that we would read personally and like but now they're all reading the same book mm-hmm. and there's four and different ones usually on an we only have one yeah usually now with the book club we only have one book to disagree on mm-hmm. yeah for an hour well, twenty minutes. Yeah, depending on. Yeah, I mean, we all we all remember the segment from last week. We all remember the gooch sweat comments <laughs> with Jonesy's taint and the spread eagle. Vivid. <laughs> so I, I mean, I couldn't believe the difference in quality. Leg propped up on one of those from wooden week benches one to week on the two. boardwalk. Yeah. Keep going. I, I know you have more to draw in that. Uh, Reference kind of stretching, but he's you know just reaching for that comic. Gelato spilled off his shirt onto the comic, dripping through the boardwalk slats. <laughs> core Core Brothers custard, custard. Uh, we have fun together. Yeah, we do. We do. We do have fun. We need together. to talk uh, meet up. That's a coffee oh, rare. We haven't had a 2016 oh meetup yet. <laughs> the coffee is kicking back in. It's kicking back in. Meetup 5, 2016. What are we doing? Probably nothing based on your reaction. <clears throat> you know, we just scaled back the Patreon. I think it's safe to say that, if, you know, the scheduling of such an event is just not likely at this juncture. It was very diplomatic of you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jonesy is the one that's leaving for Tahoe for two weeks. Like he's Jonesy the takes one. Takes a vacation every three but weeks. But since he doesn't use like. a calendar, that's how he gets away with it. The Wait a minute. The only app. way we could have met up is if I weren't going to Tahoe. Is that your logic behind that? Don't try to instill. <laughs> Dale's not going to fall for it. Reverse. Trying to maybe that, that, maybe that means here. maybe that means Jonesy now has the time to put together a one pager for our next meetup, maybe with the details, some of those locations, mm. time frames. You, you know, want it in PowerPoint can, or you just want a Word doc? Maybe just a Word doc. You could you could email us that we, and then save change, turn track changes on. Dale and I can make some edits, mm-hmm. send that back. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some revisions. We could just do it in Google Docs too. Get it to my people. It's a powerful collaboration tool. <laughs> See what you can come up with, Chenzi, and then, then report back. I will make it at a bar that does not have smoking. <laughs> promise, right. the, promise the Win. first. Win already. <laughs> I can't think of a place I'd want to be less than a bar that allows cigarette smoking or cigar smoke. Yeah? Grotesque. It is grotesque. I think you know, Dale those is... people smoking their cigarettes or talking about how Obama's going to take their guns away. They're going to come into their house. Mm-hmm. Take my guns away. Extra, They're wearing extra layers so it all smells. Oh, God. What does their closet smell like, you think, for those smokers? Do they just put all the clothes back in there? Or they just they're, like... they're smokers. They live on the street like animals. 
Right? Um, that's what you equate them to. Right? That's what we're all thinking. They use yeah. their they build gun forts and they live in those. <laughs> they live on the mountain, you know? And they leave their clothes in their uh friends' father in law's basements when they come in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right next to their their M sixteens probably. Monsters. Need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You sickos. Yeah? You didn't hear you didn't hear what Jensen just rolled his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sending thoughts and prayers the whole time. Like that's gonna uh, mend a country. Not gonna do jackass, Gen Z, okay? Yeah, okay? Smoking your cigarettes. Don't smoke, but okay. You smoke when you go to a bar I d- that allows smoking. Dale and I were just at a bar that allowed smoking and I had not one thing to Why smoke. Why not? I've seen you do it many times. Cigarette that's or like, a cigar? Yeah, it's like, that's either. Depends on how drunk you are. True. <laughs> However, I, I can't remember the last time I had a cigarette or a cigar. I actually, I think since I became a parent, I might have smoked twice. Mm. I just, I have this thing where I don't want my children to see it or smell it, especially coming from me. I don't want to be a bad example. So many times I've been offered a cigar and I turned it down. You know, secondhand smoke is more dangerous than smoking itself I don't think that's medically yeah, proven but that's a fact I mean considering you're only about five years out of med school four years out of rotations and, I think I think we yeah. should look it up put that in your doc put it in, in the meetup doc Dale and I put it in page two producing doc and I would like to see an appendix for sources I have to, I have to cite my sources in a uh, is this an MLA Format only, or are you uh, you just trash the document? If you, have, if you have to ask, Jonesy, you know we're all we're stepping on the right, or the wrong path. Yeah, you're right. You know, can you imagine the? I mean, every meeting that takes place in Manhattan must be as high intensity as this. <laughs> Collaboration of Google Docs, citations, crazy. Uh, MLA format, and then you take a big puff of a cigarette mm-hmm. right in that meeting, right around the table. <laughs> Yeah, you guys mock it, but I think you had a wonderful time that one that when I took you to the track, Dale. Did you or did you not? I didn't say that. I just, I did. I'm just picturing you ha- having a meeting while do, while making an excuse to see it. I'm like, How I'm, about here's an idea? Yeah, we wrap this up. We get one good game of Rocket League in before bed. What do we think? One game. One game. We make it a, a winning game. I still got to clean the litter boxes tonight. I... Uh, Detective Comics 934. Off the record. Right? Uh, off the record. Not We didn't do this one? It's on, it's on your dock, isn't it? No. Didn't come out this past week. Yeah, it did. I think it did. No. Yeah, it did. No. It's on the store. I read it last week, didn't I? Let me no. check. Let me check. It could have sworn I read it last week. I mean, probably you did. I mean, I cut and pasted this list from Dale's G-Chat. Not saying, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, damn. Maybe Dale and I accidentally went off my <laughs> bum <we> list. <laughs> Oops.